Developing Tomorrow's Leaders is a podcast that is all about educating, supporting, and inspiring the next generation of leaders. They need a village of supporters that can guide, direct, and lead them on that path to success. Your host, Antoine Thompson, or Coach T, has over 35 years experience of educating, supporting, inspiring, and enhancing the lives of many young men and women. So, join Coach T and his village of inspiration. Well, hello, and welcome to another episode of Developing Tomorrow's Leaders. I am Antoine Thompson, or Coach T, and this show and podcast is all about just what the title says, Developing Tomorrow's Leaders, and my guest today does just that in so many different ways, and you're going to find out more about that. But let me just give you a little bit of information about her. She defines, she defines herself as a change agent, a youth specialist, a youth trainer, educator, and an author, a transformational speaker, a visionary, an entrepreneur, and an education consultant. She's also the CEO of the vibrant international company called The Keys for Success that helps parents, schools, and organizations raise purpose-driven teen leaders. She is the founder of the RPTL Movement and Academy. Her life motto is to encourage people to follow their own dreams, become everything they want to be, shape their future, serve their gifts with excellence, and impact effectively the world around them. I hope you all will help me welcome Coach Helen Barrow to Developing Tomorrow's Leaders. How are you, Helen? I'm good. Thank you, Antoine. Thank you for inviting me to oh. your show. Actually, my- I, I, I am the one invite, who invited myself to your show. <laughs> <laughs> and I gladly accepted your invitation to invite yourself because uh, I absolutely love We had a conversation um, a little over a week ago, and it was just a phenomenal conversation. Uh, conversation which could have been a podcast in itself and so we're just going to try to redo that if we can which i know we'll do a great job of doing but one of the first things i wanted to ask you helen just give us a little bit more information about you and what drives you to do what you do okay so i am a team coach leadership expert and um my name is helen Viru, as you've said already before i've been an educator for more than 12 years and I love really to empower um, teenagers to really grow into finding themselves because I realized over my 12 years of education, because I worked worldwide, I worked in the Bahamas, in the UK, and now I live currently in Qatar. And I realized that there is a need, there is a need uh, to help those teens to really find truth for themselves. Because every time in my classroom, I ask them, what do you want to do in the future? What are, the th- what are your dreams and aspirations? They really have no clue. They don't know what they want. And I said, you know what? In my classroom, I help them, I give them tools, I ask them questions, and I'm, I really wanted to do something global, more global, and really getting out of my the four walls of my classroom and do something outside. So that's what I do. I just love to help parents. This is my focus now. Uh, at the moment, it's parents, and I want to go into schools because this is my mountain of influence. I am an educator, and I want to infiltrate the educational system and give my play my part in that in that system. Well, I applaud your efforts and your work. And and like we mentioned before, there's so many things that you're doing that uh, I wonder how you get it all done in uh, the time that you have. But you're you're so right that you you talk a lot of kids and they don't really know what they want to do. And it's almost like there's no foundation laid for them to really determine what it is they want to do. And I think it's so important to have coaches like yourself that 
uh, empower, I like to use that word empower, to empower them to find their true path and what it is they want to do. I think a lot of kids are afraid to say what they really want to do in fear of what kind of reaction they will get. And I think it's one of the things that you're really big about is being yourself, be who you are and be proud of who that is, right? Yes, yes, totally. And I think that with the parents I'm working with, um, they are still parenting the old ways. And I think that we need to really shift that that mindset. We would need to give them strategies to really help their, their preteens. I focus more on preteens because I want to actually avoid the turbulent teen years. You know that you've been a coach for many years and you know that if we don't prevent, um, the t- teenagers really go through so much hassle. And we want to be those people who actually give them a tool, something different to those preteens so they can actually become healthy, more innovative, more confident, and more purposed. I love to focus on the word purpose because I've always been trained to think to have a nine to five job. And I don't think that this is really fulfillment. This is really what the school system has to really teach. Of course, they do what they can in the educational system, but I think that there is more. There is more out of life than just having a career, just having a job, a nine to five job. We need to start shifting their mindset, parents' mindset, head teachers' mindset, whoever is really connected to young people to say, you have been created for such a time as this and to empower, to be you, to find yourself and to be fulfilled, to find your purpose, your true essence. And the more I think they won't know exactly what it is when they're young because no one knows you know, their purpose from a young age. It takes time. It's a puzzle. It's a journey. But I think what is missing is a lack of awareness. We don't bring awareness enough about purpose. And when someone comes to you and say, what are you talking about? What is purpose? I've never heard about that before. Yes, purpose is about finding you, finding your identity. And how do you discover that? Then we give them tools. And that's what I love to do, to, to really equip them. And as you say, empower them to see that there is something different that they can actually look forward to and look forward to. Um, I'm really a strong believer of giving opportunities to people. And what I had all all around my life, all over my life is all the time, someone telling me the way, but never giving me options. And I want to give them options. I want to give them opportunities to choose and say, you know what? I know that I can have a job. I know I can have a nine to five job, but what else? And you can grow into something different, finding purpose. So yeah, I can talk for hours, Antoine. So I'm gonna stop right there. <laughs> no, you're you are absolutely fine. This is what this is what this is about. I want you to share. You know, a lot of what you just described is is this one word that keeps coming back to me as I, as I'm hearing you say all that, and it's it's the word failure, and it's one of the things that kids and parents, and I think schools as well, they're afraid to lead lead kids down the path that they may make mistakes. And you and I both know that part of becoming who you want to be is making mistakes. I know that you're talking about changing the parenting ways. Well, we both know that parents, I know my parents made mistakes going up and they shared some of those mistakes so that I would learn maybe to be able to navigate through those failures if they, if I incur those or how to avoid those failures. And I think kind of what you're talking about too is, we're all, I think a lot of uh, educators and parents try to lead their kids on this perfect path that does not exist. No. And there are going to be bumps in the road. And how do you uh, address those 
bumps in the road? Do you face them head on? Do you go around them and think that you've avoided them when you know that there are going to be more bumps in the road later? If you don't know how to get over those bumps, then you're going to keep going around them and never find out who you are. And you don't, and that that also affects confidence and self-esteem. Yes. So I, I think that you you make some valid points there, but I think vulnerability, um, you know, parents being vulnerable with their kids, allowing them to know that they've made mistakes and yeah, you know, I learned from these and I don't want you to make them. So here is what I would suggest you keep in mind, not necessarily do, but be prepared for. And I think another thing that you're talking about is preparation for the future. Yes, yes, totally. And I believe that we need to give them skills, to teach them skills. You know, uh, we cannot tell them exactly what what to do, but we need to give them tools to really think about, okay, assessing their life and assessing where they are in life. You know, I, I, I want to emphasize on as well the power of self-leadership. It's something that I didn't really know, you know, in my life when I was young that I was a leader of my life, the CEO of my life. Like no one told me that you could really shape the future that you want. And everything is based on the power of your choices. Let's be real, like our life is what it is today because of us like mastering the power of trust. And as you said about failure, yes, we will fail, but we will learn better to make better decisions, better choices in our life so we could actually become more impactful and transform lives around us. So most of the things that I do is really about bringing them, give them awareness, you know. Um, I know that you're focusing on the sporty, the sporty side, the, the more fun side. I am focusing more on the mindset side and giving them that that understanding that they have to understand those skills. Like for example, I focus on uh, financial literacy. Like, have, do you know what is financial literacy? Do you understand what is having people skills? Do you understand how it is, what is really work of working on your mental awareness? All this stuff, it's, it's something that we don't really have in school. Um, and I think, Parents have to really, even schools have to add these kind of um, topics, these kind of programs in their school to bring to bring really holisticness. And we want more teenagers, more adults who grow into, um, I would say, um, uh, less that not having too much trauma in their life because people have went through so much trauma, trauma, so much hurt in their life, but they don't know how to actually. Um, work with that their story grow in that that story from pain to 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 freedom so i want them to really grow into that mindset of of understanding the skills growing into finding their stroke their story growing into finding self leadership and then once you give them the tools they can choose i know for sure that they will choose from a place of knowledge because what we do at the end of the day is we what we do is because we don't know what is best. So we choose from what we don't know. So, yeah. Uh, the financial literacy is such a big part. And, and I agree with you 100% because we're expecting these kids to, to understand budgeting, how to buy a house, how to start a business, how to run a business, but we don't teach them how to start a no. business, how to set up an LLC, how to set up a nonprofit. No. No. And, then when they do get in those positions, they don't know how to manage their money just because yeah. they see all this money coming and, oh, I have money. Well, you got overhead to pay. You got to pay for the lights. Yeah. You got to pay for the building. You got to pay yeah. insurance. I mean, it just goes on and on. And I, and I, I say all this because as you were just, you were explaining that, I'm thinking to myself, yeah, 
I was never taught any of that school. And I spent years in business and I'm like, I'm learning as I go because it wasn't taught to me. So just imagine how successful uh, previous generations would have been if they were well equipped with the yes. financial knowledge and literacy yes. to mm -hmm. run a business, start a business. And that leads to a point where this this generation of young people now are becoming more business minded. So if they're becoming mm -hmm. more business minded because of social media, they realize yes. money to be made online, but there still has to be some financial management along the way. There's marketing yeah. that goes into it. So so many different things. And financial literacy is such a big part of every facet of their lives. And, and I applaud you for you know focusing on that aspect. Yeah, I'm really I, I, I love the the power of learning how to become an entrepreneur, especially nowadays. Seriously, we are on an online business. We like understanding online businesses now. Look at us. We are on StreamYard <laughs> talking to people online. And if we keep repeating the same thing that we used to do before in schools and parent, the old way of, of parenting, the, way, the old way of teaching things, how can we give them a head start in life? It won't happen. It will, they will reproduce the same thing. So I strongly, you know, encourage parents to really um, break the cycles, you know, with their preteens and be like, okay, I'm going to educate them. And you start with teaching those preteens the power of self-development. When they're young, there is nothing, you you are not too young to understand self-development. I think the younger you start, the better you, you, you go. So, yeah, yeah, that's something that I strongly believe. Well, I'm going to actually, this is kind of outside my norm, but I, I'll say it anyway. I think it's important. I think one of the things that needs to be understood about this conversation, too, is, you know, there's there are different parents out there. You know, you have parents, you're a parent. You know, I personally am not, but my 38 years of experience work with young people, I have a different perspective because of what's been shared with me over those years and what I've learned and what I've shared. But I think it's really important to, to let educators and parents know that we are not trying to replace them we are an additional resource for yes. them uh, to allow to assist them with what they're trying to do i think one of the things that i i battled with early on was you know being afraid to speak up because i didn't want parents to feel as though i was trying to replace them mm -hmm. and over the years, I think a lot of parents realized that I tr truly was an additional resource and mm -hmm. support system for them. And that's yes. what we're trying to be as a support system for them, not telling them how to raise their kids, but trying to give them a different perspective that we're on the outside looking in and you're yes. on the inside looking out as well. But mm -hmm. we have perspectives that will be beneficial and advantageous, not just for them, but also for their kids. Yeah. And it takes a village to raise a child. It's not just a one thing. And this is even that, like when you said um, that we are here to support the parents, to support, to help them in their journey in bringing up their children. I think even that has to be broken in the mindset of parents where I just know I'm learning by myself. You know, I want to understand things by myself. And that's what my parents have done. Your parents maybe have done. We They're learning along the way. But now we have to do things differently. We have to learn to be educated in our parenting journey. Uh, we have to learn to actually collaborate and be part of a community, you know, so we can actually become better for our children. So there are a lot of um, things that happened in the past that we were so focused on that has to be transformed and, and shifted. And that's why 
I love to really bring awareness and consciousness to parents that there is other way, there is there are other ways to to raise their, their, their children and to bring strategies in their life. Um, and educators, you are an educator, you're a coach, you are constantly around those preteens or teenagers. You understand, you hear their, their language, you know what they're dealing with. And parents, they see their children as well. But I think that when you work in collaboration with someone who is constantly with around this kind of mindset, as you can help them even more. So I want to encourage parents to, to help, to find a community, to find a tribe that resonates with them and to learn the same way we learn to go to medical schools, the same way we learn to, 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 uh, to have a career, why not learn to become better parents and, and find strategies that can help our children to even get a head start. What I'm talking about is head start in life, what we didn't have. Yeah, you you make a great point uh, about finding your right tribe. It, and there's uh, experiences I've had where uh, parents will I'll be working with kids, and my big focus has always been on building the confidence, self esteem through sport, you know, and mm-hmm. teaching the life skills through sport. And I've had uh, a mixture, you know, of parents that ah, they don't care about that; they just want the the athletic skills to be taught. I'm like, hey, that's fine. That's what I do. But over time, a lot of them realized that I was providing more than just athletic skills. Mm. And I became their tribe over time when in the beginning I was not. And I say that to really support your statement about that, about finding your tribe. And it may not be that first one, but know what it is you're looking for when you're trying to find that tribe. Just because they say we're a parent community. Well, it may not be the right parent community for you based on where your child is uh, age wise, uh, personal growth and development wise. So I think that's a very, very valid point. Yes. And and parents has to know their children. I think it comes with knowing the kind of child you're dealing with. Um, There are I believe there are like teens followers and teen leaders and you have teens who don't know who are who will deal with low self-esteem and so it's really knowing the child that you're dealing with and finding the resources that they need to become better to grow and to find themselves and and it starts with obviously connection you know we start with connecting with your child and and just entering their worlds i think that um especially with this generation we have to enter their worlds we have to learn to enter the world of those teens because the way they speak the way they do is totally different from what we used to learn we used to know um in in the past so now when and that's i think it comes with a shift of mindset because when you don't the parents don't know how can they do something differently if they don't know that you know this is why we're here and we are helping them to think differently you know because when you enter their world i'm telling you there is so much um trust that they can they you can grow with them you can grow into bonding activities you can grow into um really helping them in their journey and that's what they're looking for they're looking for more parents mentor than parents dictators you know this generation they're looking for that yeah so So I, i was smiling because you you're right is um you know it's about the Getting connecting with kids on, I, I like to use this phrase on their level, 
It doesn't mean you have to dummy down who you are, but what you do have to do is understand where they're coming from. And in order to do that, you have to listen because kids listen with their eyes these days. They don't listen with their ears. Um, And one of the first examples while I was smiling is I watch all of these uh, dance uh, trends that kids have and I'm watching them like, that's not dancing. You're just like gyrating or you're just <laughs> right. you're doing these movements look like squirrels. But really? that's where we are. That's dancing mm-hmm. to them because it's involved yeah. and that's them. And you have to appreciate that. And the kids I work with, they they try to teach me some of these things. And I'm, I do them. I'm like, I feel like a, a, a goober doing <laughs> them. But you connect with them when you're willing yes. to do what it yes. is that they do yes. and that they like their interests. Yes. You know, and when you get involved in their interests, next thing you know, um, you're changing the relationship. Yeah, they're open up and you build that tight relationship. Uh, This one, I'll tell you this quick story. I think you'll appreciate this one. This happened probably about four years ago. I'm giving a lesson to this uh, young lady. She's a freshman in high school. And she was teaching me this dance thing and I'm doing it, whatever. She goes, yeah, you, you should send it to your friends on Snapchat. And I'm like. I don't have no, I don't have Snapchat. And she goes, you don't have Snapchat. She goes, Coach T, you got to have Snapchat. Everybody has Snapchat. I'm like, I don't Snapchat or whatever. She goes, give me your phone. 30 seconds later, she sets me up a profile and I'm wow. on my way. And I'm, and I'm saying to myself, but she, what she took from that was I was willing to enter their world by allowing her to bring me into a platform that I wasn't aware of. I haven't used it since, but <laughs> I was willing to do that. And I think that that goes a long way with young people realizing, hey, here's an adult that's not trying to say they know everything. I don't need Snapchat. They're willing to engage with me on that level. So I just thought that that's a perfect example of being willing to meet them on their level. You don't have to go all the way, but just allowing yeah. them to understand that you're willing to. And and I want parents as well and and to understand that. We are entering into the fourth industrial revolution where there is a merge with, between um, technology, human, and um, artificial intelligence. This is a kind of team that will be raised, that will come um, in the future. This generation, this is what they are experiencing right now. They are very in the virtual. Look at so many platforms, virtual platforms that have been created like TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, even like at my age, like. I am young. You're young too, <laughs> Coach D. No, just, no. uh, yes, you are. <laughs> it's just that you see so many, so many platforms that you have to deal with. Like now it's, there is this code that I didn't even know about. My student talked to me about it's for those who go on to play video games and wants to connect with other people playing video games. So they are entering into that world. And, and when parents don't really allow those their, their children to understand the skill of time management not telling them not not to go on their phone or not telling them not to go and play video games but really allowing them to enter that world but giving them that power to understand time management it's such a great tool because they will know that yes i can enter that virtual world but i can actually time it and what i see with my students is some of them they spent hours like 15 hours a day on it and they i'm like 
how can you that digest it? I just scroll. Even me as a, as an adult, I scroll sometimes and I realize, oh, I've been there for 30 minutes already. And I'm like, no, you know what? I can't do that. You know, so this is what we're trying to teach them, especially with the things that we do is give, as I was saying before, giving them the tools to navigate, you know, the, those, what is coming to them, the distraction, because we, we live in a world full of distractions, you know, so how they can actually leverage their time so they can do better, you know, um, in the future. No, I think that that, that is a great point because they, I think the social media aspect of it, yes, it is so time consuming. 15 hours, yeah, good Lord, there's only 24 hours in a day and you're spending over half your day on an electronic device. I think to your point, you know, limiting that access, not as a penalty or yeah. as a punishment, but making them realize, guess what? Yeah, I may be limiting your time, but guess what that means? You're going to be more purposeful with your time on that device. Yes. It's going to open up more time, going back to your time management point, where you're going to get more, more things accomplished beyond just sitting there. But think about it. It's 15 hours. What else could be done that you can't get done? Now, it also, this also carries over to the personal interaction that is becoming limited by yes. day because of... AI technology and because of electronic yeah. devices and personal development is just that. That means personal. Yes, this is personal, you know, via, uh, you know, stream you being on video, but in person interaction, uh, I do this. Um, I have a little social experiment I do when I go out and about. And whenever mm -hmm. I encounter young people, I try to engage with them in conversation. Hey, how are you today? How's your day going? And Helen, most of the time, I get very little response. Because number one, they're not used to it. Yes, they are not. Yeah, they're not used to it. And then they're not, they're not, they don't know what to say. Because, no. And it's just simple. Hey, how are you? How's your day? And they're like, good. And that's it. You get one word mm -hmm. answer. They, they don't know how to, people skills, they don't know how to communicate you know, and if we don't really give them that tool, like when they're going to look for jobs in the future, because I think that it's good to actually have a job, but not for the rest of your life. You know, you need to gain the skills somewhere. But at some point, you need to build your own vision, like what you've done and what I'm doing at the moment, you know. And um, yeah, they don't have that people skill. But you know what? I think as well, it comes with, I think you touched that point before. It comes with the fact that they see, they listen with their eyes, as you were saying, they are looking for inspiration from adults. And the adults as well, <laughs> most adults, they are, I wouldn't say lost, but they are addicted to their phone too. They're addicted to their phones too. So because they are around that kind, they are around, in, around people that are, that are addicted to their phones, addicted to social media, that's all they know, even when they go home, maybe their parents are addicted to social media as well. So it is hard for them to do different because I can I know that there are parents um, who understand the leadership, who understand how to grow from a parent dictator and uh, an authoritative parents to become growing into a parent leader. Uh, they actually establish rules and boundaries in, in the house where they create family time, they create bonding activities. And it's only when the parent is willing to learn that other side of parenting that the child will start thinking differently because if when they go home, 
they don't have any structure to really help them to to um, navigate their thoughts to be to grow into creativity. That's another skill that I I, I teach as well. To grow into uh, um, creativity into entrepreneurship they don't know how to use their brain they don't know they just do the same thing because that's what social media is for is to really make you numb you know for your life and focusing on other people's life and so you don't think about your own life you know so it's it's still that can it's really i think it comes with what parents want for their children and even head teachers, you know, or schools, what do they want for their children? What do they want for their community? It all starts with a vision. Yeah, I know you're, you're absolutely right. But going back to your point about parents and kids listening with their eyes, you make a valid point. You know, it's kind of hard to uh, parent your child and tell them that they can't be on their device, but so long, but yet they're on theirs twice as long. And it's the do as I say, not as I do that's mindset. It. And so that does Right. And I think that that's where the leadership has to start with the parents, too, if you want that to carry over to um, the next uh, the next level for kids. So, no, we're both in agreement there. And I think it's so important that, that parents understand, again, you know, we as coaches aren't trying to replace them. We're trying to be a support system for them. And what we speak on is what we speak on from experience. And we also know the benefits of allowing young people to have have their own thoughts and to be listened to. I mean, this is the other part that I think uh, you do a, a, a lot of work with is uh, teaching parents how to do just that, to listen. You know, they may not always agree with what the child says, but uh, knowing that their child, allowing their child to know that they will be heard mm. goes a long way with building a relationship, not only sustaining that relationship, but building it and making it stronger over time. Because if, mm. if you and I were to do an experiment with kids starting at age eight to 18 and yes. ask and ask them one question on a scale of one to 10, how strong is your relationship with your parents with 10 being the highest and one being the lowest? I would bet that most kids would range between four and seven or mm. maybe four and six. And I've done it with a couple of kids. And believe it or not, when I say, well, why isn't it higher? Because they don't listen or they don't let me speak. And those are two reasons that I've heard from the kids I've worked with. And that, that's exactly what it is. And it all comes with the old way of, of parenting. It all comes with breaking cycles, it all comes with shifting mindset and really knowing what you know, parents want really to see in their children and what are they willing to do differently, you know, because we can talk about it many times, like we love what we do, but now we have to work in collaboration with parents. And seriously, I know that parenting is such a, it's really hard. It's a very hard job. We cannot say to parents, how to teach, uh, to, to raise your children. It is something that you learn along the way. But that's why, as you were saying, we are here to support them, you know, in that journey and understanding the resources around them, the opportunities around them that can actually help their children to be better. And I focus on preteens because I think that is the, 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 the right age where you can really mold them when you when they are children you can still mold them but i think that they are when they are from uh, maybe 10 11 they just really want to know even more they are like 
excited for the future. They're going to go to a secondary school, to high school. How you call it in the States? Um, yeah, high school. High school, school, middle school, and high school. Yeah, yeah. So, so they will go to, and they want, they're excited about the journey. But now, how do they, when they're in that journey, how do they, will they experience peer pressure, bullying? Because they will be bullied. So all this stuff, I think, that we have to equip them, you know, so they can actually deal better with with this kind of, um, I would say, harmful situation that will come their way. How... And they will, they might, some of them may become um, across experiences that will make them allow them to go through having suicidal thoughts. How do you actually help them and prevent those thoughts in their life? So there is so much to do when they are preteens, so they can actually embark into that journey of teenagers because as well the emotion will be up the, up the roof you know how teenagers think you know and parents they don't really know how to deal with teenagers so when you start young with preteens and you give them the right tool you help the parents to understand how they can uh, train them into purpose and how they can move away from the turbulent teen years because what we are dealing right now is a lot of teens who have a lot of like issues and problems, but now how, if there was a way, a solution to prevent those problems, why not start when they're younger? Yeah. So I think this is what we need to focus on. That's my two cents. Yeah, no, I think you're 100% right. And, and like you say, you focus primarily on the uh, preteens and I folk, I work with preteens and teens. And I know there are a couple of coaches I work, uh, that I know and are in my network that work with just with high school and, and college students. So yeah. we have the progression in place, you know, the stages for each uh, group of parents to, to connect their kids with. Um, but I want to shift real quick because I wanted to give you an opportunity to talk about your RPTL movement and academy. Um, if you would share a little bit about that with us. Okay, yeah, so sorry, I live in Qatar, so you can hear. Do you hear the prayer call yeah. at the back? <laughs> yes, I do. So, <laughs> so sorry about that, guys. That's okay. Um, so, um, yes, my RPTL, the RPTL Academy is called the Raising Purpose Teen Leader Academy, which is a tribe of parents dedicated to um, set their preteens to success, um, really focusing on guiding them into purpose and away from the uh, turbulent teen years. So I have in my program, most program you have um, maybe focused on the teenagers by itself, but my program has two parts. It, it focuses on the parents and the preteen as well. So it's so I can actually help the parents understand how teenage mindset works and how they can actually be prepared for the teenagers. So um, I have modules, interactive videos, where in the worksheet where I really um, help the parents navigate into that mindset of, okay, what are, what are the problems that teenagers are dealing with and how I can avoid those problems. And, and a, lot of, a lot of teenagers you know, deal with so much and that's why I wanted to create that academy to help those parents to um, guide them into self-leadership, into um, vision, into... Um, really growing into um, learning the different skills that they can adapt in their life. And the parents has as well a strategy sessions that I work with them like once a month. 
and uh, we go deeper, like how you can bond with your children, what are their, I just give a few examples. So how you can bond deeper with your, your, your teenagers, how you can um, really grow into um, helping your child to be emotional, intelligence you know this is something that we have to deal with as well how you can heal from your past trauma because that's something that if we don't really talk about and how do you speak from a place of hurt or do you speak from a place of love you know so all of this stuff i'm teaching um in my programs to really bring awareness to the parents on where they are in their journey and how they can raise purposed teen leaders because i believe that Parents have a heart. They, they love their kids so much that they want to give them a head start in life, but they just don't know how to. They have no clue. And that's what I do. I, I want to give shift their mindset, their limiting belief from what they've learned previously, and that there is a new way of parenting. There is a new way of doing things. Let's, let's, let's see where they are in their journey and how we can give a head start to their preteens to set them up to success in the future. Yeah, I love it. Love it. Love it. And it's, what's so great about that is, is having you have any programs it, that are both for the uh, for the parents, but also for the students so that they can do it together. And then that growth goes together. And I always come back to because I'm, I'm just a really a big proponent of relationships when you're as not just from coach to student student or coach to parent, but more importantly, parent to child and child to parent, because that's mm -hmm. where this is a lifelong relationship and you want yeah. it to start off really strong so that it continues, it stays strong and it gets stronger as you go and you impact more people. Yeah. And I think going back to the changing of parenting um, approaches, it's not so much, uh, my brother always says, it's not change that people are opposed to. It's the process of change is what people yes. are opposed to because they're afraid of what the results might be and what if it's not what they want it to be. Well, sometimes going back to my analogy about bumps, you know, sometimes you got to navigate through those changes to get to the end results you want. It's just like anything that you do when you practice something in sports, you practice until you get it right, which means yes. you make mistakes, make mistakes. Parenting the same way you're yes. practicing and you're hoping you get it right. And you, Bring your kids along with that growth process and don't yes. feel as though you have to do it yourself because, uh, oh, wow, I, I don't, I'm trying to think of the right analogy, but it's not like, like in the military, it's very structured. Yes. There's expectations because of what's at stake. Well, parenting shouldn't be compared to the military because yes. every child is different. Yes. Every child responds differently. And I know you'd probably do like I do. One of the things I'm, I really strive to do is connect with kids on their level so that I know what yeah. inspires them and what really connects with them so that they grow faster. When they grow faster, grow stronger, grow stronger, they're more resilient. They're more resilient. They're more successful. And, and that just that trickle, I don't say a snowball effect continues. And then now that's the new generation. Now that starts earlier and earlier and that resilience, that strength, that confidence, that self-esteem it's just seen from the very beginning. So I, I just think there's so many levels of what we do that's important for both parents, students, and for uh, educators. Yeah, and I think we are in the business of transforming lives. And it takes, as you were saying, it's a process. It's not like when, like we're in business and seriously, like when we have, we are part of ent around entrepreneurs, they give a strategy and we implement it straight away and that's it. But when you 
work with people is totally different. You have to learn. And I, I know, I love how you said that you need to connect to them to, the, to the, their level. But I think as well that it's a gift that we have. Many, few people know how to connect with teenagers to their level. And I can see it in my, as an educator, in the way I'm dealing with them, they come naturally and just say, you know, it's so easy to talk to you. I, I love to be around you. And because, you know, I know how to connect to their level. Like I've got really sometimes difficult, like children in my classroom. How do I actually deal with them? It's not by being authoritative, but meeting them to their level. It's not easy to really understand the type of children that you're dealing with and how you can make them think differently so they can actually be better, you know? Um, and and I think what they want as when they are teenagers, and that's what I want to help the parents of preteens understand is that when they are teenagers, they're looking for that desire to bond, that desire to uh, not only bond, but of independence. And, and, and once you understand that as a parent, it's really about entering into their world. And when you enter into their world, this is it. It's a game changer for their life. And it's a game changer for your life because you have more authority, you know, in their life, not to tell them what to do, but now to guide them, you know, because we are like changing their, their mindset and giving them options, you know, to choose from. So that's what I love to do. Yeah, no, I, I love that that you said the kids they know uh, that they love being around you because they know what you how you teach and also more importantly how you show respect towards them yes. on their level and sure. that's where it all comes back to. Well, Helen, this has been a great conversation as I knew it would be. Uh, a couple of things I'd love for you to share before we go: um, how our listeners can follow you and get in touch with you if they'd like. Awesome. So they can connect with me on my Instagram at the keys for success. They can connect on my website, www.thekeysforsuccess.com. And they can connect with me on my Facebook page at the keys for success.com. I'm sorry, at the keys for success. Awesome. Awesome. And one last question for you. If you could share with myself and our listeners, the person or persons that have been most influential in your life and why? I've got two people that really stood out to me and that's why I am like that today. The first person is Dr. Mass Monroe. Uh, he has been such a great mentor in my life. He has taught me the power of purpose. I've heard about it for many years, but I've never realized that I had purpose in my life. So that's why I'm focusing on my purpose. I'm going full on with it. I want to really die with everything that I've done in my, I want to really give out to the world and serve the world as my gift. So he taught me that and the power of leadership. And the second person is John Maxwell, because I'm a certified coach from John Maxwell as well. And he has taught me as well the power of transformational leadership. So it's a leader who connects with people and not only take from them, but transform their life with um, their gifts and serving them to the best that they can. So John Maxwell and Dr. Masmoro has played a big impact in my life. And I can see in the programs that I do, because I've got two programs with uh, teenagers, which is one which is focused on, um, it's a teen-led Bible where I train those teens to grow into Christ-like leaders. And I have another one that I launched in my school called the Success and Leadership Club 
where I help those teams to grow into servant leadership, into finding um, how to really um, grow into the power of peer-to-peer -peer mentorship and how they can actually find their 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 vision, their their desires for life. So that's what I do. That is awesome. And there's no right or wrong to that question. I just like to find out from each guest. <laughs> like, question. Yeah, about the um, inspiration, who's inspired you. Um, I just think it's really important because it's been such a, a mixture of people that have inspired people to do the things that they do. And I just think it's really important because for our listeners and there are some young people or some parents listening that they true they too can be the inspiration in their their child's life. And I think that's a lot about what we're talking about, transforming parenting as well, uh, as well as you know, transforming uh, young people into being the leaders that they can be tomorrow. So, um, Ellen, really appreciate you as always. Keep up the great work and I hope you feel better soon. I know you're a little yeah, under weather, you. but thank you so much for that. And as always, I'm Coach T. I'm here to educate, support and inspire the next generation of leaders. Until next episode, see ya. Thank you, Coach T. Oh, my pleasure. Don't forget to check out Coach T's new podcast, Teen Speak, with fellow youth empowerment and leadership coach, Keith Sinzer. Keith and Coach T interview teens and discuss challenges as well as victories that they have experienced. Available on your favorite podcast platform.